to Drinking During Business Hours, Season 2, Episode 12. Today's episode, we have Joe Wallows. Joe Wallows is our guest vintner and sidekick winemaker of Gentleman Farmer Wines. I call him Joey because Joey is a very, very dear friend of mine. Joey is one of my very first friends in the wine business. And um, I just, I deeply respect and revere Joey and his path. He's one of those people, he's successful at everything he does. And he has a very interesting story. This episode is sponsored by Gentleman Farmer Wines. The Gentleman's Farm, a place of retreat. Well-kept, diverse, and varied. The pursuit is for the pleasure they give. Here's our episode with Joey Wallows. Hey, Joey Wallows. Hi. Hi. Thank you. We're on, man. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here. You're cool for making the... <laughs> so you flew because you live in Yachtville, I didn't California. fly. I drove. Oh, you drove? I was packing wine, so Shit. it's easier to drive. I'm not, I do carry on, so... Oh, I don't know why. I thought you flew now I'm be. Reason. I have uh, family in the Central Coast, so... Okay. Hit that on the way down, spent the I night. I see. That's, now it's all making sense. Okay, because you you had mentioned that you're staying up there in the Central Coast, and I didn't put the two and two together. So but you made the drive. Yeah, the, and it's hard to hard to fly with a case of wine. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and I had to ship wine to somebody today, and that's really kind of a funny thing too. You have to lie about there being no liquids in the package, and wine is kind of. I was shipping to Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it can be kind of a, a tricky thing. Well, especially if you're not permitted, right? Yeah. No, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I was sneaking. Out. No, I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, that, that's such a primitive law. We need to figure that out. But yeah, to, to travel with wine is really hard. Used to I, be easy. I was uh, traveling with two cases of wine openers the other day <clears throat> from New York. And uh, I went through security and she pulled my bag aside. I forgot that they were in my regular, you know, carry on yeah. bag. <laughs> and she, she opened the wine openers and took out the blade and looked at me. And I said, I'm in the wine business. And she went, oh, that's so neat. How did you get into the wine business? And we started talking and she just let me go through with all these wine openers. No go. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm quite sure that the the blade on the wine opener was bigger than the box cutter on 9-11. Yeah, not trying to make light of it. So, I don't, yeah, Trump <laughs> and your security, yo. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank, Thank you for you. making the drive. You are, uh, we haven't had a lot of wine people on the show. Uh, that's kind of my doing because I, I've i been in the wine business is how we know each other. Yeah. And I just... Didn't want it to be like a snobby show. You and I go back, wow, since the late nineties, and yeah. and I, to me, you are you've always been an artist, and I love our story, and I uh, I love our friendship and kind of your journey along the way, and I just thought you'd be a perfect guest. If you want to be snobby, you can be snobby. I don't uh, care because we haven't had any of that on the show, <laughs> you know. But uh, you're our first vintner. And All you're right. you're a sidekick winemaker is what you call yourself, and uh, and we have your wines here, gentleman farmer. Yeah, so uh, that's we just exciting. Opened, uh, the 2016 Chardonnay, the 2016 Chardonnay Napa Valley, which we're drinking out of uh, juice or 
Jam jars, jelly jam, jars. Yeah, jelly jars. <laughs> Our producer, uh, Jason, this is his glassware, and I, I'm quite fond of it. It's nostalgic now. It's We've, nice. Yeah, we like to drink this out of, you know, with rosé and such. But cheers. The yeah, first cheers. time I'm tasting so, your, can your hear Chardonnay. This? Yes. Yeah, okay, so uh, just bottle this in December. Okay, So this phenomenal. is just, just hitting the market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, Did that in the microphone so they could hear that? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, kind of kind of slurp it a little bit. Uh, describe the bouquet, if you don't mind. Uh, so <clears throat> this is made uh, in a Burgundian approach. I prefer the word approach in style. Uh-huh. But there is 50% new French oak on this, but okay. um, the entire lot. And it, we're small. We're small guys. This is, uh, I think we did 224 cases. That, that is super uber boutique, by the way, for our listeners that don't know. I mean, this is, um, you know, when you, when they see Chardonnay, California Chardonnay, Napa Valley, Sonoma, it's, it's generally a much larger in production. So 200 cases, that's 200 the, cases. Like I'm small. privileged. There's, there's, I'm really privileged I to think have we this had 10 class. barrels total. Wow. So if you were to look at Rombauer, which is the, the, uh, cougar crack. Cougar crack. Uh, <laughs> Napa, Chardonnay. Um, I would be the little lemonade stand yeah. on the street in front of their driveway. Which, which you know, <laughs> uh, which we want to support. So, um, so yeah, so Burgundian in style, about so, 200 cases made. Um, 224 cases exactly. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, 50% new French oak. New French and oak. And so the, the oak, um, uh, the new oak is... Um, toasted and the wood sugar sugars are caramelized so it gives spice notes of vanilla and clove and okay. cinnamon and but i do get pretty, that yeah pr- pretty light mm-hmm. and uh fruit is from uh, south napa um closer to the san pablo bay so okay. uh, perfect area for uh chardonnay uh retaining some good acidity yeah it is yeah. it's still um it's still very crisp um yeah all all of those notes that you just specified I definitely they just kind of sing out of the glass however it's very balanced um it's it also it just kind of has really nice layers of complexity nice long finish Yeah Thank you. Yes. No, congratulations. Beautiful color. You can tell that there's a little bit of a new French oak, you know, on the color. On the color, uh-huh. yeah. But no, it's very balanced and beautiful. I feel privileged. Thanks. And we'll, uh, Jason, make sure you yeah, get, he a didn't get a glass of this too. We'll make sure you, <laughs> we save Jason a glass. So. Or a jelly um, jar. So let's talk about the story a little bit, like how you got here. Oh, good Lord. That's... Um, that's a long story. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, um, the first time we met, uh, we met through our mutual friend, Ian Blackburn. Mm-hmm. Whom he's has, down here in L.A. He's in L.A. and he's become a, a pretty prolific wine figure in the area. Wine events, wine, wine educator. Yes, wine yeah. educator. But at the time, we were just kind of like three people puppies. finding our way. Yeah, we were, we were super young and just kind of budding into life, right? Yeah. And um, we were on our way to wine country. We stopped at your place to get a carry-on that you needed. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. Yeah. And you were living in a loft. And it was like... You know that, that loft was... Um, the story was, it was the former Best Foods Mayonnaise factory. Wow. That's what I heard. That's, that makes sense. <laughs> That's, a great That's story. cool. That is a great story. And of course, Joey Wallows is going to live there. You just kind of have a way of making things, getting what you want and making things happen. And it was this badass loft. And I remember it was empty. And and it just, in the, in the center of the loft was um, an upright Yamaha piano. 
Uh, or was it a baby grand? No, it was an, it was a private. It was a, a console. Pri- console. It was oh, from console. The, um, okay. The San Francisco Opera was a practice piano for the first year, and then okay. I got it. So, so uh, an upright console mm-hmm. piano, glossy black finish, though. Yeah, I remember that part. And a parakeet in a cage. I know, it was a parrot. Oh, a parrot. Okay, see, I'm sorry, it's all coming back to me. Yeah. Like, I know little the, snippets. It's the, like, well, okay. it's like 20 years ago, right? The parrot was uh, Mr. Okay. Gudikins. Mr. Gudikins was a parrot. Gudikins. And, <laughs> and then next to Mr. Gudikins was a barrel where you were... You were aging some Zinfandel. Yeah, hobby wine. So. Hobby wine, and you called you called the the uh, you called the parrot. Mr. What is it? Mr. Gudikins. He was he was Goodikins. a dean Where in school that a long time Where ago. So I just named him after my dean. Oh, okay, the dean in your school. You called him an impulse buy. He was. And uh, and on your <laughs> on your piano was Rachmaninoff. You and and then you sat down and you freaking played Rachmaninoff for us. And I and I'm like, you know what? I don't I had known you at that point for like maybe 30 minutes. You guys picked me up from LAX and I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't know anything about this awesome human, but we're gonna be friends. <laughs> and here we are. That was a long time. That was, that was like time. in nineteen ninety nine. That was so funny. We made that uh so that was ninety nine, yeah, yeah, most likely. And uh I had some friends uh that were living in Napa uh, St. Helena, and there was like five of us who got together and we decided to make uh, Zinfandel. So uh, okay. somebody put me in uh, contact with somebody who had grapes and mm-hmm. it was Heights that gave us the grapes. They ripped yeah. out those vineyards. It was on Zinfandel Lane, which no longer has Zinfandel, I think. Okay. But uh, they gave us a ton. We got a ton of fruit. Wow. And we made it in some guy's garage. I don't, I'm not in contact <laughs> with him anymore. In St. Helena, and then a lot of things just like fell apart. After, mm. you know, fermentation, no one's interested in like taking care of this. And so I remember I rented a U-Haul and put a barrel, you know, the barrel's round, it's whatever, it moves. And so I'm trying to jerry-rig, I don't have racks, so I'm trying to jerry-rig some setup to a giant U-Haul to put a barrel in the corner of the U-Haul and I have um, bungee cords, which don't work, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and so as I'm turning corners to get this thing from, it's, it's an hour and a half trip from St. Helena to San Francisco to the loft. Uh-huh. And I'm turning corners, I'm hearing it blow, I'm pulling over, I'm fixing it. I finally get it to San Francisco. And at the loft where I, I parked it, there was an elevator, so thank God I can get in there, but I don't have any help. So oh. I decided I'm gonna put the uh, bung in really tight, yeah. make sure it's in, and I started to roll it. Yeah, that's the only way you can do it. Well, it hadn't finished fermentation. Oh no. So I get to the elevator, I get it upstairs, I get, I'm on the fourth floor, I get it into my loft, <laughs> and we just painted the thing, and it's all like nice. And soon as I get it into its spot, the bung like flies off because oh, it's still there's carbon dioxide. Yeah, yeah it's CO2, still baby. So, yeah. So wine's all over the walls. Oh. That wine was just a mess. We ended up like leaving it somewhere in a secondary move. And we, we joked that we should just like lit it on fire and push it down a hill because oh, we couldn't. Oh man, what yeah. a hindrance. It's, what a mess. People probably wanted to call 911. Like yeah. they probably thought there was some like the, the red. The kooky neighbor. You know, murder. Oh, that's like rolling a body or something. And then it's yeah. like it explodes with blood. That's funny. So, but but then you made it work. You you somehow did it again well yeah so th- <laughs> yeah. that barrel we actually um we gave up on it we just left it um in an apartment that we're a house that we're in later after that 
but uh, that was 99, 2000-ish. And uh, in 2005, we started Gentleman Farmer, which actually is a legal O2 legal. winery. So yeah, so you o- did the real the deal. License. Yeah, okay. real deal. Okay, after much... Uh, so where are you from originally? I am from the same town as Zac Efron. Oh, oh! Well, you know, he's Zach, much younger than me, though. Zach is slated to be on the show. Is he? <laughs> um, yeah, Roy Grandy. Okay, Arroyo Grandy. Yeah, I grew up there. They, I we always called it Arroyo Grandy, but I guess everyone's calling it Arroyo Grande now. Oh, oh, yeah, I thought it was yeah. Grande. Yeah, I just it wanted is. to make it. Okay, all right. Well, so what was your childhood like? Did you you were pretty um, indoctrinated into food? Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, and no. My so. When I was young, I, it was I was not latchkey because we didn't lock the doors. But I, I grew up. My mother got into real estate at like when I was about four years old, and so she was working. My okay. dad worked. My dad worked like, you know, ex- insane number of hours a day, like twenty. He worked like twenty hours. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. It's not hyperbole. What did he do? Asphalt maintenance. He was an asphalt wow. contractor. Very hard worker. But he would. He would. That's hard work. Like family members would work with him and mm-hmm. he would say, today we're working a half day. And that meant you're working from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. He would call that a half day. And he would not joke. He was just, wow. he would eat one meal so a day. So a full day is what? Like till yeah, he was like, midnight? I mean, it would be the crazy hours. Um, he just very high work ethic. It. Yeah, he started his own company uh, back in like 65 or 66 before I was born. And uh, he loved barbecue though. So he was cooking a lot in the house. Mom cooked a lot. Uh, nothing fancy. This is the 70s. But I remember I was cooking at age five and um, like just frying my own eggs and doing things that mm-hmm. we have pictures of this. And I remember telling my parents that I want to be a chef. Like from five to 15, wow. 16, that was my. That was your passion. That was what I wanted to do. No fireman, yeah. no policeman. Want to be a chef. Yeah. What was your major? Did you go to. You oh. went to. So I went to uh, Cal Poly Pomona. Okay. And I'm from San Luis Obispo area. So okay. um, I was born in San Luis Obispo. Mm-hmm. So I did something, I don't even know if they offer anymore, but concurrent enrollment between the two schools. So I was in San Luis Obispo, mm-hmm. Cal Poly, and Pomona. And this is like 89, 90, 91, 92. Um, and in Cal Poly Pomona, I had a... Um, uh, hotel restaurant major was my major. Okay. And they had a culinary program that went nine months at that time. Mm-hmm. They still do. They still have the culinary program. So they were not training us so much to be chefs, but mm-hmm. they wanted you to be able to have that experience so that you can communicate with the kitchen okay. efficiently. But I, I took it that I just want to be a chef again. Um, yeah. And then the San Luis Obispo stuff was uh, French minor, so... Fantastic. So at that point, um, so when we met, I mean, you were really young. Did you have aspirations to become, to be in the wine business at that point? Or was it just a hobby? You know, I, so I was, uh, in college, I worked a few tasting rooms. Mm -hmm. I was also working in kitchens and cooking and kind of doing all those things I love. And at that time when I graduated, all my friends were accountants or something in this this accounting type yeah and i was working 16 hour days i was working weekends and evenings and i'm 23 years old and wow they're working nine to five and they get to go out to drink after work yeah having a life so i'm all like something's got to change so yeah (laughs) i found the one department in a hotel that's as close to 99 to 5 as i could find it was a hotel sales department so i um got a sales position at a hotel in san francisco and worked through a few and then in 94 95 I got further away and I, I ended up in hotel real estate. Yeah. 
And I just realized by the time I got in the 2000s that I like veered so far off course of what I wanted to do. And we do that during that time. I know you have a similar story. <laughs> yeah, right? okay. it's, I think it's common for us to, but it, during that sometimes. time, I still maintained my connection. I still went okay. to cooking school. I uh-huh. still um, took classes. I went to Davis. I did the extension program. I took about 15 classes in analogy and viticulture. Wow. Analogy, viticulture, that's tough stuff. That's not an easy study. No, that stuff is it's fascinating, though. I think when you yeah. find a thing that you want to do... When you're passionate about it. It's not even a passion uh, so much. I think it's just this, I don't know, this connection, this focused interest, this connection. Yeah. And at least I had that stake in the ground. And as far as I was like pulling my chain and wandering around away from it, I still had that grounding me and it brought mm-hmm. me back when I finally realized like I, I'm too far off. And, and this is 2005, six, seven. And then we had this crazy recession. And, and you're in real estate at this point for your, that's how you're and, okay, my, making your living. And you're really, you were really good at real estate, okay, by so the way. I'll tell in you. In a hotel year. I, uh, I've been selling hotels mm-hmm. uh, since 1995. Yeah. And my dirty secret is I know nothing about real estate. This is so funny. I just know. I just Every know realtor is going to love to I know, hear this. But my dirty secret, I don't know anything about real estate. I, I, I can and talk were, about hotels, though. But the funny thing is you were really good at it. I stayed at one of your hotels. Yeah. Like that would be like one of our, what was that little hotel you owned in San Francisco? It was uh, off Union Square. It was called Halcyon Hotel at the time. Yeah, that was darling. 25 units, private bath. Yeah. Which is, a big deal in San Francisco yeah. these older hotels. Mm-hmm. Tub shower. I only have sold a hotel. I've never yeah. like, ventured into residential or anything like that. But so I'm like 2005. We're doing well. Let's get into wine. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's get back on track. And get then back the recession. On track. And we have harvested grapes. We have uh, wine in barrel. We mm-hmm. have wine going into bottle. Lehman Brothers collapse in September of 2008. Mm-hmm. And I have wine that hits the market. 2009, January. Mm. And first Oof. of all, $100 bottles of um, Cabernet are not flying off the shelf, yeah. especially from an unknown producer. Yeah. So everyone went back to their safe spot. And That's they, hard it, it, in any any year to be an unknown, uh, you know, to build well, your brand takes time. I think it's like learning to sail. If you learn to sail yeah. on the San Francisco Bay, you could sail anywhere. The okay. waters are so rough. So yeah. I learned the wine sales business, which I didn't know anything about, mm-hmm. to sell the bottles that you make. I started in January of 2009 at the beginning of the recession, really. Mm-hmm. And I have all my fingers on my toes. We went through it. But during that period, I had to get back into the things I didn't like so much to pay the bills. And so I, I call those the golden handcuffs. Yeah. Um, they, it always gets your back. They, those they'll skills. pay your bills and yeah. then you get stuck and you want to keep doing this and keep doing it, or you don't want to keep doing it, but you keep doing it because it pays the bills and it makes good money. So, and now... Bunch of life events the past two years has brought me back to like 100% focus on the wine right now and and what you want to do. Yeah. This is a, it got, so. Would you say you're on track? <laughs> I think I'm on. Tra- I'm on a track. You, you seem to be on track to me. <laughs> so when we were doing the wine project, I decided I did not want to just have a Napa palette. I wanted to understand things on a more global scale, mm-hmm. and I, I equate it to um, jazz. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that analogy. So when you have a jazz standard, a jazz tune, everyone has their variation on a theme, but you understand what that that tune is. And a, a John Coltrane, um, these are a few of my favorite things. So he he does the Sound of Music, right? Yeah. Song. But so we know the song from the movie Sound of Music. Yeah. 
But then John Coltrane has this whole like way of doing it that's a variation on the theme. And so Napa, we're basically using Bordeaux varietals. And those varietals are from Bordeaux. Yes. But we have a more Mediterranean climate. They have a maritime cool climate. And so we have the variation on the theme of what are the hallmarks of Cabernet. But our Cabernet is not going to taste like a Bordeaux. Right. So there's, there's going to be differences, but what are those differences? And it's more of a variation, I yeah. guess, in my, my opinion. Yeah. No, it's my a thoughts. variation. It's, it's a solo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can't do it the same way twice. Right. You can't do it. It's really difficult to repeat that solo. I mean, you can try. Well, that's a vintage variation, right? Yeah, it's the vintage is <laughs> out of our control, right? So we, we, we rely a, a lot upon, um, upon weather. You were very challenged this past year with the fires. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about that because you were, <clears throat> I was very worried for you. Uh, thank you. And we, a lot of our friends. Uh, we were fine. We live in Yontville. Mm-hmm. We're on the valley floor, and so we're surrounded by vineyards, mm-hmm. and the vineyards were a natural fire break. Um, I went to a, a conference um, for travel, and I think it's called CalTIA, California Tourism Industry Association or something, and it's a, it's a state association. And they gave the presentation, and uh, the comments were obviously outside of the horrific loss of life. Outside of that, the media did more damage Napa than the fires. Goodness. And, you know, it, they made it seem like this, this thing's gone and it's not. And, um, you know, this is in our high season. Uh, and it wasn't. What a travesty. It, it was the restaurant staff. You know, these people commute in from a lot of them, not these people, but a lot of people that work in restaurants in uh, the Valley commute in from Sacramento, like mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. Um, Folsom, hour and a half. Yeah. And all of a sudden their tips just dried up and uh, this was the time of year when they make their money. Because the media was scaring the tourism. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I understand people are going to cancel their trips um, if they think there's not not what they wanted to do to do. But still, it was just, it was hard. Um, oh, they made it look like it was Armageddon. But we had... I mean, I was praying for you. I was calling <laughs> you every... He was texting you every 10 minutes. What, what now? What now? How, we, uh, how close the, are they? The smoke was horrible. And there were yeah. fires on all four sides uh, yeah. looking up on the hills. Um, and it was it was surreal, I guess is a good word for it. Yeah. But 90% of the fruit was pulled in okay. before the fires. And people talk about smoke taint and that smoke taint really needs to happen earlier, these fires. So the smoke gets onto the leaves and gets absorbed into the vine, but it becomes a part of the makeup of the grape. And that didn't happen. Uh, you know, the people that still had fruit out there harvested during those fires. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing was really left on afterwards. And if it was, it was left on for uh, other reasons. So, it, you know, there's a lot of dust. There's a lot of road dirt, I don't know, just stuff on the grapes that just comes off during the process. And I yeah. think that's where, where the, the ash was uh, sitting. So, Is everything pretty much back to normal in wine yeah, country? Yeah, the valley's beautiful. It's yeah. worth a visit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's all go to the wine valley for sure. It will treat you well. Sonoma, you do you have a visitor center or do you... Do There's you, one in Yonville. There's okay. a visitor center. There's a... Um, oh, but yes. I mean, for gentlemen farmer wine, do you, do you entertain or do you have... Meet people for yeah. I, a glass. I'll meet people. I'll meet people. We're, <laughs> we're small, and so we uh, make wine in a cooperative. Okay. Uh, just about three miles south of Yontville. Okay. 
I think there's 19, that was a story a while ago and I, I stick with it, but things change over there. Um, 19 uh, wineries with O2 licenses, and that's a winery license permit, uh, that make wine there. And we share the facility, um, but we have our own grapes, our fruit okay. source. We have our own barrels. Okay. We, have, we do our own lab. We have our own winemakers. But we share the forklift. You know, we share the crusher, the stemmer, the press. A lot so of stuff cool. you use once a year, right? Uh-huh. And it's expensive. I think yeah. press, they just got a new press, and that was like $120,000. So little guys Goodness. like me can't afford that on top of the other the you know, kitchen equipment you need. Enormous expense. So it, it makes sense. So we can make wine at these facilities and there's a little tasting room there. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, good. if people want to taste, they can reach out. And... Tasting center. That's their tasting room. That's tasting what I room. meant to say. Yeah. I, I call it visitor center. I'd forgotten. So yeah, tasting room. I'm always happy to taste cool. people in wine. Okay, excellent. <laughs> well, speaking of taste, let's move to the Cabernet if we right. may. So tell us about this uh, so gentleman this, farmer cab. We bottled this in September. Okay. Past September. Um, it is a 2015. We're calling it red wine because every year we make a red wine mm-hmm. and a Cabernet. But this is 80% Cabernet mm-hmm. Sauvignon and 20% Cabernet Franc. Oh, how fun. I love Cab Franc. Yeah. <gasps> so, But every year it sh- shifts. So uh, okay. the previous uh, two vintages were Merlot dominant. Mm-hmm. This happens to be Cabernet dominant. Okay. But uh, so it legally can be called a Cabernet, but not to. So legally, yeah, they have they go by percentage. percentage so if it's yeah. right. So not to com- laws. make confusion here. So we just keep it red wine and red wine. And we're bottling Cabernet in June, I think. Okay. June or July or August. And uh, so red wine. Um, and what? I'm sorry. What did you say the vintage is? Twenty fifteen. This is twenty fifteen that we're having. Wow, fantastic! Cheers. Cheers. First time I'm having the fifteen with you. I had some at your wedding, but it wasn't the fifteen. No, that was. Um, I think we had twelve. Yes, yes. And uh, you had you had a great wedding. Well, I had a great uh, officiant. You did have a great officiant. (laughs) I married you. Yeah. I married you and your hubby. Sarah. Sarah was our officiant. Yes, and uh, that was that was. Really, you guys went all out. I mean, you know how to really throw a great party. Being in, you know, the the food, the cake, the pastries. <laughs> um, that was uh, that was a gorgeous, gorgeous day. It was a gorgeous wedding, and the wines were spectacular. Yeah, it's coming up on March eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Like two weeks, one week, one. Wow. So yeah, newlywed status is almost. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's yeah, coming to a halt. Yeah, I think I gotta finish my uh, thank you cards before the year's over. You sent me a loaf of bread, man. Or no, no, it was English muffin. It was English. Okay, all right. I was like, oh, loaf of bread. Thanks. Thanks so much. No, I will give. I will give my friend Sarah Hansen um, a shout out. Is that what we call it? A shout out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in. Yauntville in Napa and St. Helena, there's three locations. It's Model Bakery. And Sarah has had her English muffins on Oprah's favorite things for two years in a row. And so for our thank you gifts for the people that did special things for us or came from faraway places, we sent them um, Sarah Hansen's Model Bakery English muffins. Yes, yes. And they were (laughs) delectable. I, uh, a loaf of bread. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it was carbs. I mean, I'm an actor, so uh, you know, if I, it's so funny because I have a new bit about this. Okay, if you're, I, I miss the civilian days. When you're a civilian, you treat yourself to like a piece of cake and ice cream, apple pie. But when you're an actor, you treat yourself to a dry slice of bread.
bed <laughs> and you're having a good day, you know? So like I get home and I get like, all I saw was cars. I was like, <gasps> and I just, yeah, I think I sat down right in the middle of the floor and ate those English muffins. Yeah, and uh, thank good. you. Yeah, they were, those are good. they were, <laughs> they were really, really good. What's like a typical day? You go to the winery and you get on the forklift or no, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, typical day, right? Yeah. Well, okay, what are you doing? Typical day right now? Yeah. Like what's um, going on? So I don't know how far back to, up to back up this story to mm-hmm. give you a, uh, the runway for it, but let's see. We have time. We have time. <laughs> so 2016, 17, 2017, mm-hmm. 2016, end of 2016, beginning of 2017, my, my sister passed away. My mother passed yeah. away. I got married. Yeah. Like all these it big life changes. My dad goes to assisted change. living. Yeah. Uh, it was just a lot of stuff. Yeah. And taking over all their finances and their mm-hmm. trust. And so I just, you know, had this time. I just sent like, what, what spent, what do I want to do? What do I really want to do? What's important? I don't want to dick around with things that aren't important. Yeah. And so I've been living in this house for 15 years in Yontville and it is backwards and so i love, <laughs> I love your house I, by the way I, well you you got to see it now because i love to cook and i just did not have a kitchen that was worth doing anything in and mm. the oven actually went kaput it broke and it never had a proper ventilation so i said okay we need to fix the oven get a nice range oven you know a nice one is like you know six seven eight thousand dollars if you want to spend the money but to do the Jerry rig for the hood was going to cost like another $10,000. And I never liked the kitchen where it was. And so I said, well, if we're going to spend that much money, we may as well just spend a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more, and move it to the other end of the house and just kind of rearrange this place. And so we started doing that. And then we tore down walls. And we tore down every single oh, wall. Oh, man. Wow. interior wall. <laughs> one, one interior wall, every single exterior, whatever it's called, drywall and Installation, and then I would imagine the permits have to be a nightmare in Yonville. Well, no, Yonville's so easy. You're kidding. Yeah, no, I would have never guessed. I, I know someone on the town council. So. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um, so it's turned into this monster project, and every single room, bathrooms included, every floor has been ripped up. Every wall has been torn down. Every window has been torn out. So my oh. days right now, That's your, your I, I, I just go sit at the bar somewhere. And, oh, no, really? No, and grab their internet connection, have lunch, and type away at my laptop, my MacBook. Well, speaking of uh, lunch, one thing that I really admire about <laughs> you, I, I love that. <laughs> I know what you're going to say, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I love this. You always have a really nice glass of something for lunch. I probably have two. Okay. <laughs> but you, we, know, you taught me that. I mean, I, I try to follow suit when I can. I think it's, I don't like the concept. So I can't, I don't do smoothies. I can't do smoothies in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't like the concept of food as fuel. It just rubs me the wrong way for some obvious reasons and some personal ones, but <laughs> that's a story. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Michael Pollan, the author, Okay. when he wrote his book, um, the what is it eaters manifesto food manifesto something i don't know it was a book that came out a little while ago and he was being interviewed by a bay area newspaper i believe and leading up to the actual interview in the article the interviewer said i asked michael pollan if he would like to meet me at applebee's to do the interview and obviously they're asking him to see what he's going to say because yeah. he's not going to want to go there. Trick question, right? And he said no. 
And they said, why? And he said, I only get three meals a day. I don't want to waste one. Yeah. So, and I have just adopted that. <laughs> yeah, no. And, you know, you, um, you also have been faced with some really serious life events, you know, with the passing of your sister and mom and getting married all in the same year and various other challenges. And, you know, it takes, and, and we, I met you right after my mom had passed away. Yeah. Which you share the same birthday. birthday. We yes, share our that's birthday, one of, yeah. yeah uh, one of the things that kind of I think linked us, you know, a commonality. And I, I think, yeah, like it makes you think. It makes you think about how you spend your days, and it you think about productivity. Yeah, and um, that is something that I've just always really admired about you and your husband Jeff. You just are always doing stuff. You're, you're, you're not ever resting on your laurels ever. Yeah. And I think in the last few years, though, we've kind of brought it into some sort of focus because, mm -hmm. uh, it was for a while, just like, what's that stuff called? Buckshot. We're just went yeah. everywhere. We're going in too many different directions. That can happen. Uh, now it's very focused. Things. He's taken yeah. over all the, um, hotel operation work okay. and I've taken over We'll, we'll call it 99%. He's doing 99% of that. I've taken over 99% of the, the winery. And to quickly interject, b because that hotel is gorgeous, where is the hotel located? So the hotel's up in uh, Humboldt County. Okay, so... Known for redwood trees and cannabis. Yes. <laughs> um, it's actually huge. And, it's in Northern California, and it is this, the county is the size of Maine. And this is your hotel. It's our hotel. It's called the Redwood Riverwalk Hotel. Redwood River... Riverwalk one walk. word. Yeah. Cause river there's a walk. river walk oh, okay. nearby. Yeah, I'm sure. It sounds, yeah, it's beautiful. And, uh, so, and it's about four hour drive from Napa from Mountville. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's, he's doing that. I'm doing the winery and it, that made us a little bit less scattered. That's a nice balance. I mean, I mean, Jeff does that really well. You guys kind of discovered that, that was, that was his, uh, talent yes. and, you know, managing the hotel. That's a big job by the way. I mean, how, how many rooms? 40, 46. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what does he do? He commutes? Or? Well, no, he does. I mean, everything's in the cloud now. So because it's so you, much easier. You've had it for a long time. We, we bought it. Um, oh, we bought it one month before the Lehman Brothers collapse. Wow. <laughs> Talk about stress during the recession. Uh, wow. No, but he goes up there about once every two months now. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of stuff Pretty, is uh, cloud-based. and mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. Very, we have a great very manager manageable. There. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. You, you mentioned she you. was at the wedding. Oh, okay. I I met her. Yes, that's Alicia. right. What is the website of the hotel so our listeners can check it out? TheRedwoodHotel.com. 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 And I got it was funny because I got a. I'm the one that secured all these. When we changed the uh, name, we bought it. It was a Holiday Inn Express, and we took it independent. Okay. And the Redwood Hotel was available on. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Foursquare, <laughs> which I don't think anyone uses anymore. I don't think so. Um, and uh, the URL. So it's very consistent. And I don't think we're on any of those social media channels except for uh, Facebook, but I, I have them all. And um, so so Jeff is managing the hotel. You're managing Gentleman Farmer. And where where can our uh, where can our, our listeners find Gentleman Farmer? So gentlemanfarmerwines.com. Wines.com. Plural okay. wines. Gentleman. Farmer. Singular. Wines. Farmer. Singular. Wines. Plural. Mm -hmm. Dot com. Um, 
It depends where your listeners are located. Okay. Uh, we're based. We're we're pretty small. We're about six hundred cases right now annually with all all production. So I do a rosé, okay. chardonnay. I love the rosé, by the way. So I'm bottling rosé. Oh, in I love the rosé. <gasps> oh, the seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's really pretty label. The labels all changed. So. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. And I love the new label change. Well, the rosé label is a little bit different than this, but yeah, it's cool. Okay, excellent. Um, okay, so so gentlemanfarmerwines.com. and um, you're primarily restaurants, no? We are. I mean, the whole the whole idea is to keep wine in the culinary context. So I think the restaurant partners are important, and we're not in every restaurant. We we haven't hand selected restaurants because I mean they have to accept the wine too, and. But it's we approach people that we think we'd be a good fit with, and hopefully they think the same. Yeah. Um, and so we have some great supporters. Uh, it's like concentric circles. Mm-hmm. So Yontville, you know, the usual suspects. So Bouchon and Redwood and Red and Bisser Gentil and I don't want to forget anyone. Mustards. All the big boys. Yeah. All, all, the, all the, big the good Michelin cleaners. restaurants and yeah. uh, the Bib Gourmand and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then take that circle out and the greater Napa Valley and there's some other restaurants and that circle continues out in Bay Area and Mm then LA a little bit and as you get further out there's less and I think that's always been a way that I think about selling things anyway just start with the whether it be geographical or Mm -hmm. your circle of friends yes so don't start cold calling start with people you already know that's so if you want to find the wines, I would, I, would start, I would start with the Yonville and like yeah. work your way out. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're, well, you're doing a fine job. I'm so impressed. These wines are spectacular. Um, everyone listening, if you, uh, if you want to support the farmer, support the gentleman farmer, <laughs> gentlemanfarmerwines.com. Joey Wallows, you're so talented. We're going to finish our wines. Um, can I drink the Chardonnay and Cabernet like simultaneously or, or is that just uh, yeah, really gluttonous? Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to Drinking During Business Hours. Please visit sarahjhalstead.com for information on my upcoming comedy shows. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Sarah J. Halstead. Drinking During Business Hours is produced by Jason Sands. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you may listen to your podcast.